You're listening to the Library Pros Podcast with Chris and Bob, a techie librarian and a computer IT guy discussing libraries, technology, and all things this side of the reference desk. Thanks, Carl. Hi, and welcome to Episode 75 of the Library Pros Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Bob. Today, we are coming to you from the Sachem Public Library in Holbrook, New York. The Library Pros Podcast is a bi-monthly podcast, so please subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you find podcasts. And please check us out on Twitter at The Library Pros and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Library Pros. Consider leaving a review or tell a friend or colleague about us because word of mouth is the best way to help our podcast listenership grow. Okay, so joining us today is Sal DiVincenzo. What is your title over there, Sal? Adult Services Librarian. Okay. And we have Sarah Fade, Teen Services Librarian, and Nicole Rambo, the Youth Services Librarian from the Middle Country Public Library, our neighbors to the north from Center Reach, New York. So we're going to speak with Sal, Sarah, and Nicole about library podcasting and their podcast, the Middle Country Public Library Podcast, which can be found uh, wherever you get your podcast. Right, guys? Absolutely. All right. But first, let's chat with the group. So uh, tell us how you got started in library land. Where did you get your master's degree and what libraries you worked at? I uh, got my master's at Clarion University of Pennsylvania. I did it online, two-year cohort, specialized library services. And it was uh, it was great. It was a lot of work, but I did it. So you did it online then? Did it online, all online. I've worked at Middle Country for the majority of my time as a librarian, but I did do a year at uh, Longwood as a children's librarian. So, hi, uh, this is Sarah. So, I got my uh, master's at Queens College. <clears throat> I worked at uh, NYIT, NICOM Libraries, the osteopathic library that they have, and um, Middle Country Library, and I also work currently part-time at Sable Library also. Hi, this is Nicole. I got my master's at Queens as well. And I have only ever worked for Middle Country Public Library. <laughs> I'm a loyalist. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Middle Country Public Library serves a large area here in Suffolk County. Can you explain the library district and how you have two high schools in one district, meaning Center Reach and Newfield? Uh, so why don't you take this since you grew up in Newfield? Yes, I went to Newfield. Um, it's actually all Middle Country, uh, but it's uh, it's split into two. So you have uh, Center Reach High School and Newfield High School. I think it's just a matter of uh, demographic uh, population. Uh, you know, if you if you live on a certain a certain part of the of the district, you're going to go to Center Reach, and if you live in the other one, you're going to go in uh, to to Newfield. But then everything gets mixed in. You know what I'm saying? So you have a lot of folks who go to one and then go to the other, and then when Folks go to college, you know, locally, with Suffolk County or community college or uh, or if they meet up at the library. <laughs> I don't think there's really that much animosity between the two, the two schools. I've never had that experience. Mm-hmm. But I did hear uh, – this is just me. Now, now this is like uh, 500 years ago. So just say <laughs> I did hear that uh, when I did first start um, that the, the cultures were a little different. You know, like Newfield was supposedly, and if anybody's out there listening, <laughs> Newfield uh, was supposedly a little more, um, I don't know, easygoing. Not to say that Center Reach was not easygoing, but just, I don't know. That's what I heard. So, you know, it's funny, too, because Sachem has two high schools as well. Mm-hmm. There's Sachem North and Sachem East. And I don't think they're really, I think it's the same thing. They, they, they don't have a lot of animosity towards each no, other. No, yeah. I think they both hate, like, Connectquad and <laughs> Patman. Yeah, there's yeah. a common a common enemy. Yeah, of course. There's always a common enemy. Usually it's Sachem's <laughs> common enemy, right? No, 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 no. We're all, we're all one big happy community here. Oh, it's pretty funny. So, for the listeners that 
are not from Long Island or Long Island people. Middle Country has two buildings. So can you tell us about some of the cool features of each, like Miller Business Center and mm-hmm. stuff like that? And they're all nodding their heads. So mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. They love where they work, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, so we have uh, two buildings, one in Centerreach and one in Selden. And um, Centerreach is, we won't say the main building, but it's the bigger of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, Selden just recently got renovated also. Centerreach has the Explorium on the children's side, which is really nice. Yeah. It also hosts the Miller Business Resource Center, which is uh, a large you know, draw for um, HII members. Yeah, huge, huge draw, yeah. Yeah. And um, Selden, you know, we have a lot of our programs over in Selden. We have the Teen Resource Center. Um, most of our programming is centered around the Selden building. And I don't know what else can we say about Selden that is. We have, I know for children's, we have the Huff Room, which is really uh, nice. We always had uh, like a children's play mm-hmm. area, um, but this new one after the renovation is like quite beautiful. It like this blue like stained glass mm-hmm. on it, and it's really fun. And they put a lot of like effort into the things that they put in there. So I, the Huff Room is a really it's a big draw for mm-hmm. uh, families. The yeah. big question is: Is the cannon still out front? Yes, of course. Yes, and it's still up front. <laughs> I had a friend when I was in college a hundred years ago, a really good friend of mine. He worked at Middle Country Library as a, a page or uh, putting books away. And you guys paid so well back then. Holy cow. I don't know what you pay now, but he was like... Making, Same rate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. He, he was making so much more than the rest of us. I was yeah. working at Patrick Medford as a page, and he was making like... Four dollars, five dollars an hour more than me. Wow! And back then, you know, I think minimum wage was like three thirty-five an hour. So mm-hmm. it was like, wow, can I get a job there? And like, <laughs> no, you don't live in Middle Country. <laughs> so yeah, so that's my experience in Middle Country. Yeah. Um, I've been there in a long time. I got to get over there and yeah, the uh, the Selden Building. Uh, what, what what are we about a year a year past the renovation? Yeah, about yeah. a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, we had a big renovation yeah. in Selden. So it's really, it's really beautiful pretty. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the main building is gorgeous. Yeah. You guys had a renovation, what, about 10 years ago? Yeah, maybe a little longer than that. A little longer than that. Maybe 15? Yeah. Now, isn't there something special you guys do with children's? A special collection or something? Well, we are a family place library. Right? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. We're a family place library. We're the national model for family place libraries in the country. Um, so, so, yes, that is our... Yeah, Shoot. our like early childhood area is quite big compared to some other libraries on the island. We have like, a lot of we have a lot of like toys and stuff. And another uh, nice feature that we have is uh, the museum corner. Has been around for like I think we celebrated like our thirtieth anniversary like a year or two ago. So it's been around for a long time, and it's always changing out different themes and stuff. So the one coming up is going to be fairy tales, and they do such a beautiful job. Um, they change this whole space over completely. They paint. They like build. Old things that they have to build. We had like a space one, and um, our tech guy, like, he built like a whole uh, command center, and like they push buttons and lights went off. And we had um, news and weather and stuff. We had like a green screen, and you could be like a weather person. It's like quite amazing, like, how they uh, changed this room around. And I think we have three exhibits a year, two to three exhibits, depending about, on. Yeah. yeah. It's a really great feature. People come from like all over to like and they're like oh the museum corner's new and, and our water park so. yeah, okay, yeah water quote unquote water, water park our water park yeah. yeah the nature exploring is not a water park not a water park not a water park with a water feature, feature yeah. yes <laughs> you can put your hands in <laughs> that's it <laughs> so we have a lot of shop to talk so we are going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to talk about the Middle Country Public Library podcast, how it got its start, who had the, the, the idea, the spark to start it, where it is today and where it's going to go. So we'll be back in just a moment. 
Hi, it's Chris from the Library Pros, and I want to tell you about the book Best Technologies for Public Libraries, Policies, Programs, and Services. I, along with Nick Tanzi and James Hutter, both amazing technology librarians and previous guests on this podcast, co-authored the endeavor. If you're interested in bringing 3D printing, augmented reality, virtual reality, or drone flying to your library, this book has what you need. It's a roadmap to successfully implementing this technology because we cover purchasing, developing effective policy, finding the right software, and have model programs and services already designed to make planning programs easier. You can find the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you buy books or ebooks. I hope you'll check it out. We are back with Sal DiVincenzo, Sarah Fade, and Nicole Rambo from the Middle Country Public Library Podcast. Oh, so let's start at the beginning. Where did the idea to start the podcast come from? How was it born, quote unquote, and what content do you have on your podcast? Sarah? Uh, okay, so. Um, Sarah, they keep throwing you under the bus. Yeah. No, no, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah was. Sarah's the, baby. This, is, this is Sarah's idea. Sarah yeah. birthed this podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Um, well, no, you know, in your job, you always want to try something new, keep, you know, your. Um, innovating. Innovating, et cetera, trying to keep relevant. She's like the voice of reason from behind you. It's hysterical. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I just, you know, I know Sal had, um, some experience with the podcast before with doing podcasts and I thought this would be a great medium to sort of bring some of what we do, um, at the library to our patrons in a different format. So it was something that I pitched to, um, administration and I talked to Sal about, you know, joining in with me and, and then it sort of, um, naturally, you know, form. I didn't go away. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was on the third episode and I just yeah. kept coming back. <laughs> Nicole just sort of latched yeah. on. And, no, no. So yeah. So no, it was nice. Nicole was a nice addition, you know, so that's how it started. No, I, I, I think, no, no, it was, uh, yeah, Sarah pretty much, uh, drafted me to do this. And, uh, like she said, uh, we had done a, a brief run of a podcast for the Miller business center, uh, back in 2012. So that's the reason why she came to me and said, you know, you want to start it up again. And, and yeah, she was the driving force. If it wasn't for her, I'd, uh, I, we wouldn't be here. Okay. So that kind of is, is a good lead into our next question. So Sal, do you, Sarah and Nicole have a background in radio or anything related to it? Is, was there something that was an impetus? Did you always like, did you listen to Howard Stern growing up and thought maybe I could do that except for the library, you know, dirty talk. <laughs> Yeah, because you guys have what's great about listening to your podcast is it's just like this. You guys are yeah. laughing. You're having a great time. And I love when somebody says something and you can hear the other two in the room going, did she just say that? Yeah. <laughs> it's hysterical to hear like the way you guys play off each other. Yeah, I um, I was a DJ in, in, in college. I was a radio DJ at the the. Dallin College, may it rest in peace. Uh, so I did that, and I was involved with that. The reason why we're all still together is because the report really is good. We we all have different angles on what we talk about, mm -hmm. and it's very complimentary. Yeah. And yeah, when we record our show, it's very uh, wild, wild west. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, we go in there, you know. Uh, Sarah comes up with the the schedule, and mm -hmm. and Nicole and Sarah talk about what you know they're going to discuss on the show, and I press the buttons and I do the intros, and I feel like they're the entertaining ones, and I'm I'm the one who comes in and does the dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I'm like the lame, you know, you know, no. you're the straight man. No. I'm a straight man, and they, you know, yeah. Yeah. totally the straight man. I get that. Yeah, I don't have. Do you have any experience there? I no, I, I if you search real hard, you can find some YouTube videos I put up when I was younger. I'm not uncomfortable, like in front of a microphone or in front of a camera, but I never had any specific radio experience or anything like that. No, I worked at um, the New Pulse radio station in oh, cool. in college, but I basically ran and got keys for people. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't anything remotely. You weren't on air or anything? No, nothing. No. So, no. All right, so let's talk about your process. How often do you do the podcast, and how do you pick topics and plan for the recording? So we do the podcast once a week. Um, mostly. Sometimes we'll do two episodes in a week if we know maybe someone's going on vacation or someone's going to be out of a town. You like guys we... are totally overachievers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when, I, do... when I looked and saw it, we have like 103 episodes 107, or something. Yeah. Jeez, God, guys. <laughs> yeah. So our episodes are weekly, but I think it the content of our show is pretty time sensitive. Like we're talking about mm-hmm. programs that are mm-hmm. coming up in the next week or so, or, you know, like DVDs that are DVDs that are coming out re- soon, mm-hmm. you know? So like we do have to kind of keep up on it. So I think that's why, and our episodes aren't very long, you know, 25 minutes, yeah, 25 maybe minutes, like yeah. max, like the, our movie discussions will go over a little bit, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's kind of like where we're at in the 20 minutes. So it's not, it's, you know, feasible to do once a week and especially, by now, we have a pretty good system down, so they go pretty quickly, I mm-hmm. would say, like when we are recording, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sarah plans out the content. She has a nice little Google sheet mm-hmm. <laughs> that we all Try. look at. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. You were talking about how when you guys are, are talking and riffing, when you were doing your Valentine's episode, that was so much fun because you could tell you guys are like getting into talking about the movies and oh, yeah, Sal, yeah. poor Sal was talking about Valentine's Day and how much it <laughs> yeah. sucks for him. That's right. Well, Until he met his girlfriend yeah, and, true. True. and met on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Asked her out on Valentine's yeah, Day. I do my research. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just so much fun. And also to hear you guys watch black and white movies. Yes. Yeah. That I made do. me so happy. <laughs> no. but the one, now, everybody who, who listens to my podcast knows that I'm a Bing Crosby nut, and you didn't bring up one single Bing Crosby movie. Oh, all right. Well, and yeah. I was like, oh, they came so close. I had two, I had two black and white movies, and they were pretty good. That, and they were old, too, the 30s, right? Yes. Was it 35? Yeah. One, uh, it happened one night. Yeah. Yeah. 34, 35. Yeah. See? <laughs> I know my impressive. romance movies. <laughs> I'm gonna start my own podcast about ro- all about romance. There you go. Oh wow! <laughs> I'll have you on, Chris. <laughs> Notice she said she didn't have anybody else yeah. in the room. Well, Sarah will not be on that. I know. <laughs> no, That's, I'll just be there going, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, talking tech, you know, behind the scenes, what equipment do you use? You know. What, let's talk mics, hardware, software. Sure, yeah. Let's talk about some of the, the stuff that, I don't know if that gets Bob really excited, but it gets me excited <laughs> because the one thing that I, I've seen from being on podcasts and doing this podcast and talking about process, and I know you've spoken with Lil Rick, I've spoken mm-hmm. with Lil Rick and some other places too. Um, the best part about doing this is that there's no there's no one way to do it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like radio where there's just standards and practices and it, you have to fit everything into 10 minutes or do, you know, two minutes in between a, mu- a song or song breaks. With podcasting, it's so Wild West. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And even this podcast started with a Blue Yeti microphone. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your, your tech, your hardware, your software. What's your the whole the whole thing? Sure. Yeah. So we, we, we actually did start very um, mm-hmm. simple. Mm-hmm. We used equipment that was originally used in the library for programming, just a PA system. Mm -hmm. But it was a USB board. 
and just regular DJ mics, and that's about it. We have a very supportive administration, and uh, they sent us to PodFest 2019 last year, and it was an eye-opener for us mm-hmm. because we got to play with a lot of toys. Yeah. <laughs> that's the best yeah. part, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And when we came back, we, we upgraded our, our system. So right now, we are very happily, we are using a, um, a Rodecaster Pro. Which is our mix, our board, which is great. It has uh, programmable pads. You can record. We don't use it in a portable sense, but you can record onto an SD card. We use the software that we use instead is uh, a laptop, or excuse me, a, a desktop, mm-hmm. and a software called Hindenburg. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've which heard is of that a one. yeah, it's a um, broadcast broadcast ready software, and we didn't buy it because. We want a broadcast ready right. quality necessary. It's just that when when I was down in Podfest, I took uh, like an all day program on it, and it's just it must have AI or something yeah. because it's just so easy to edit using the software. It kind of knows that you're trying to remove an um. It kind of knows that you're trying to level everything, and and because it's broadcast standards, uh, there's a lot of uh, plugins in it that allow us to get the sound uh, you know the way we want it. So we use that, and our microphones are. Uh, uh, Heil PR40s, mm-hmm. um, which are really fantastic microphones. And again, we for anybody out there listening who wants to start a podcast and you have maybe the, the budget to be able to go to PodFest, which the three of us are on our way down there uh, shortly, yeah. um, it's, uh, it's, um, it really is an eye-opener. And you, yeah. you, you meet a lot of people who do podcasting you know, legit, uh, not legit, but like, as you know, business. Yeah. As a business. Yeah. it's their no, business, it's yeah. their yeah. livelihood. Like Libsyn. Li- yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got Podbean, Libsyn, yeah. Blueberry, uh, all, all these different podcasting mm-hmm. companies are down there. Yeah. Um, and what you see what they're using and how reasonable it is. These are not super mm-hmm. expensive mm-hmm. pieces of equipment in totality, perhaps, if right. you decide, yeah. to get, if you decide <laughs> to get six microphones and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But for folks wanting to get started, it's it's doable. So when you do your podcast, what's your process with regard to, okay, we just did the recording. Now, do you like let it sit for a week and then edit it or oh, do you no. just jump right in? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. I mean, you, Usually, like for example, our podcast goes up on Thursdays. We try to record on Monday afternoons. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time it's Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so Tuesday afternoon we'll record immediately. I edit, add everything that we mm-hmm. need to add. And then uh, it goes up on Thursday morning. Wow. So, so you're pretty regimented. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're trying. It's tough. You know, we all obviously librarians listening. know we all have many, many hats that we have to wear. Right. We're trying to do it like a week before. Yeah. So that's where we're always yeah. a week mm-hmm. ahead, but it, there's always something come, comes up, you know? Yeah. And and you guys do a lot of current events, what's happening at the live. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it kind of makes sense for us to be within that week time, time period. And anything that we might, like Nicole said, you know, some of, sometimes we have to go on vacation. Sometimes <laughs> we're, we're not around. So that's yeah. when we'll do like a movie episode. We'll do something that's special that doesn't require us to mention the date or the time or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So you have like, for lack of a better way to describe it, like a filler. Yes. It's mm-hmm. a, a placeholder. We'll call it a placeholder. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking for our budget, Chris, so you can send, send us the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Sure. Where is podcast? It's in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's literally a five minute drive to the gates of Walt Disney World. I, I, I just, I just literally, I hate, I hate you all now. That's not like a draw for It's not a draw for me or anything. <laughs> me being a huge, ridiculous yeah. Disney fan with an Orlando every year? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. As far as we can, yeah. Yeah. yeah the They've been two. in Tampa. I've oh, done, okay. They have done in Tampa, but the last two have been in Orlando, yeah. yeah. Hey, Bob, road so, trip. Yeah. Talk to Sachem and get us down there. I know. We're going to have to talk to them and figure that it out. It was an eye opener. Yeah, it was. Sponsor us, huh? It was an eye opener. It really was. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Yeah. 
but tell us how you guys uh, go about booking guests for the podcast. Um, well, you know, something we usually try to tie it back into the library somehow. So um, Nicole and I will go through the program quarterly, and if there's uh, an interesting program, um, one of us would reach out to the programmer and say, "Hey, this is what we do. You know, would you like to be on our podcast?" And usually, it's you know mutually beneficial for everybody. Yeah. Um, sometimes we are going out into the community, so we did have um, Laval on who. Um, talked about National Night Out um, and what that was about in Center Age. And then we also had um, someone from the school district mm-hmm. talk about the uh, robotic fest that they do. So it just depends, I guess, on the topic and who we want to bring in. Right. And then sometimes we'll have them call in or they will come actually down to the library and sit in with us. Yeah, because you had a ghost hunter on once, right? Yeah, yeah they yeah. were yeah. calling, yeah. Yeah, they called yeah. in. Yeah. And then you had the physicist on recently. Oh, that was right? fantastic. Yeah, yeah he came in. in. Yeah. He was very nice. Yeah. If anyone needs a programmer locally, oh, yeah. he's such a nice man. Yeah. <laughs> and he's so good. He like loves his job so much. I'm, I'm like promoting him now. I'm like, it's not an official promoter, but I love him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was fun to listen to, actually. Yeah, yeah. right? Because he yeah. like loves it. You can yeah. tell. Like, even though like I had no idea what he was saying, I was so excited because <laughs> yeah. I just loved hearing him talk about it. And yeah. it was great, too, because he could explain it in... How do I put this nicely? In human terms? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It wasn't all science speak. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So, and, yeah. You, yeah. and you could tell that he just loves what he does. Yeah. 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 So that was a good one. So, yeah, we mm-hmm. tried to get... Um, and, like, we had Jungle Bob on because, like... And, like, mm-hmm. we he's been there for years. So, like, we try to hopefully get people that we know are going to be good guests as well. Like, you know, interactive and fun to talk to. So... Now, how how often do you actually have guests on? Because you don't have them... It's not, like, a regular thing. No. But it's basically, like, um, like you said, that... We try to go through the quarterly, and if something like really is, sticks out to us, we try to include it. So it's it's really just timing and and, right. and basically what's coming up. Right. So. Yeah. And like a pro, we want to promote all our programs, but there are some that are bigger than you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. that. You know, so we'll we'll try our best to get it. So yeah, yeah. There's no real rhyme or reason yet. I feel like, but I do feel like there have been super successful, and I definitely think it's something that we want to do more of. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're still we're still a baby. Yeah, still, yeah. You know, we've only been doing this for two years, so we're just kind of like trying to yeah. f- get our you know grounding. Well, it's one thing that that I had noticed when you brought a guest in, it changes the dynamic a little bit, oh, yeah. and it changes the course of what you do. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of fun to listen to you guys try to figure out and not jockey for position, but like try to figure out how. You guys are going to work around this guest that's now in the center of attention. And I don't know how you build your scripts out or anything mm-hmm. to figure out who's going to ask what questions, you know, unless you're using hand signs with Bob. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> he can't hear us with this laptop that we're using. You know, to figure out, I don't know if it's deliberate how you, um, it's interesting to hear how you kind of interact mm-hmm. with the guest. And it sounds like it's very natural, but I don't know if it's something that you like actually script out. I will. Be frank with everyone listening here. Uh, are we going breaking down the fourth <laughs> wall? Um, we do not use a script usually. No, well, for guests we for write guests, out the questions. Do. Yeah, no, we like it depends. So our regular episodes are we not do scripted. not. No, our regular episodes <laughs> are not all. scripted. I, I mean, that's surprise. Clear. Yes, yes. <laughs> if you couldn't guess, yeah, it's not like SNL where yeah. we break out like on cable. That would be honestly, we would, how talented would we be if like that <laughs> was actually, scripted and yeah. we were like reading a script? Like I would quit and just. Go be an actress. Like obviously, I'm very talented. Really? <laughs> yeah. Sarah. I'd like to see that. Yeah. <laughs> a, 
Um, no, but for guests, uh, it depends. So it, it depends on um, sort of what department it falls into, and then one of us will write questions, and then we'll share the questions with you know each other. And then um, obviously, listeners don't want to hear one person talk the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, we'll share the questions, etc. Mm-hmm. So you know, Sal will get one in there, Nicole will get two, I'll get mm-hmm. two, and that's basically yeah. it's very loose. Yeah. Yeah. And we try to like actually listen to the answers of the yeah. guests, yeah. and then usually there's another question that comes off of that. You know, it's really interesting <laughs> that you say that. Because, you know, sometimes you get guests on and they're kind of just going on and on and on, and, and you you just go off somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's really interesting. <laughs> and you, you're struggling to find the next question. You know? yeah. 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 But yeah, it's 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 really important to listen to the guests because of those follow-up questions. As you can see, I've been asking a billion follow-up questions. Yeah. Especially if you have a very engaging guest, mm-hmm. it, you know, it could turn into like an hour and a half long podcast. Mm-hmm. Not that yeah. you guys, you guys yeah. don't work with that. We kind of go a little more yeah. long form, which much, many people complain about. But <laughs> oh well. Um, but yeah, it, it's really, at least I think it's really good to play off the guest, and you guys seem to do a really good job with that. Mm. I challenge anyone to listen to us because eventually we should go to scripts. So yeah. listen to us <laughs> and uh, email us and let us know what episode we actually started using a script because you'll probably notice it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my very my first episode, I had a nice little script. I came, I came in. Yeah, I script? had like a script. You I did. Came you in did. very ready, very prepared. Yes, we. Changed, and then I saw what was going on, and yeah. I was like, oh, forget this. I don't need this script. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> three hours no, on this no, trip, and this is what happens. <laughs> That's the trick. <laughs> okay, so Sal, you and I have both been lucky enough to speak, as we said before, at, to various groups about what podcasting is mm-hmm. and, and process and tech and, and Sarah all that got you too. Yeah, Sarah was there too. Oh, Sarah was there too? Okay. I didn't go. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so it's always fun to talk about the tech and the process. As you can tell, I'm kind of passionate about this as well. What's your favorite part of the process? You know, is it recording? Is it the back end? Is it, you know, being on mic being or versus, you know, being off mic or trying to communicate with your co-host over (laughs) Google Hangouts? (laughs) I like it all, really. I like uh, I do like being on mic. Um, I like editing Mm -hmm. uh, because I get to hear the episode back. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we're recording, I'm worried about things like timing (laughs) and I'm worried about the file saving correctly and I'm worried about the levels and whatnot. And sometimes I listen to the episodes back and I'll stop and I'll take my headphones off because I edit at my desk and I'll say, Sarah, this thing is so funny what you just said. Because I'm hearing it almost for the first time. Uh-huh. So I do enjoy the, you know, editing and and I'm a, I'm a geek. So, I you know, I like all those types of technology kind of thing. And it's the, it's everything. It's, it's being able to, because I, I, I listened to the episode three times. Three times? Yes. I That's dedication. To it. The first time I listened to it is when we're recording it, so I'm listening to it live. The second time I listen to it is when uh, I'm editing it. And the third time is I'll always listen to the episode in the car on the way to work on Thursday morning just to kind of hear it again and mm-hmm. hear it in the real world. Right. Like, you know, like this morning's episode, I'm like, oh, it's a little lower. I may got to tweak the levels mm-hmm. next time. And so I always kind of like I'm, I'm I don't want to say I'm a perfectionist, but sure. I'm I'm very cognizant mm-hmm. of the fact that something I might have done made 
made it wrong or right. So, you know, of course, yeah. and I do like telling other people and Sarah can attest mm-hmm. to this too, because, you know, when, when we went mm-hmm. and the feedback that we got after yeah. we spoke is I do love telling people that you can do this and, yeah. you know, you can do this with a iPhone. You could do this with a, you know, yeah. with a $600 piece of equipment. You know, it's, there's a lot of in between too. So it's, it's all good. I think that's the best part about it is yeah. that anybody can really do yeah, this. It's great. We got to thank you all for coming in <laughs> and for talking about the podcast. Thanks for having us down. Yeah. This, is, this is great, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we are going to be asking Sal, Sarah, and Nicole our top 10 library questions, which is actually 11 questions. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> uh, we also call it the 032 list, which is the Dewey number of top 10 lists. And we always give credit to Melanie Cardone from the Longwood Public Library for naming the list of questions that we ask all our guests. So we'll be right back. back with Sal DiVincenzo, Sarah Fade, and Nicole Ramo, who will be our next participants in our 032 list. The questions in our list were inspired by Literary Hub, a library news site that has stories and interviews related to library land. You can see their work by visiting lithub.com. They do a great job educating and informing library professionals on great topics from all over the world. Thank you, Literary Hub. Okay, so you guys ready? Ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, Go first first question. What did you want to be when you were a child? Which way are we starting? Yeah, why don't you start? Okay. Okay. Um, for a long time, I wanted to be a marine biologist, and then I wanted to be a sign language interpreter, which I was for a long time, still am, and that's, and then I'm a librarian, but that, I didn't want to be a librarian when I was a child at no. all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanted to be a cashier. Oh, fine. Because I just wanted to touch money. Yeah. Uh, wait, did you want to be? I, what kind of wait, 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 I oh, also good. really like to bag stuff, so I would get like a paper bag <laughs> and put things in the bag and ring it up. Yeah. Hi, goals. <laughs> blimp driver. Oh. All right, we have a winner. <laughs> I wanted to be a blimp driver. I saw, I saw a blimp. We have a winner. I saw a blimp uh, pilot on Sesame Street, and that's what I wanted Jeez. to do. Oh, Sesame cool. Street shaping children's careers. That's right. <laughs> blimp driver. Where do you even go to school for blimp drive? Yeah, I, I don't know. You have to own one. It's a serious thing, though. You know, if yeah. you run out of well, air, you know, yeah. I <laughs> know you they just, go slow, but then you know. you're a blimp faller. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's great. All right. So what is your first memory of a library and who brought you to the library for the first time? Um, This is going to sound strange, but my first memory of the library was the smell. There's a very, for me, there's a very distinct smell of books, especially older books. I'm glad you said books. And I love it. No, no, no. I love it. I gotta say, I love it. Sometimes I'll walk, you know, through the stacks and it, it brings me back to my childhood. Yeah. So that was my, uh, who like, brought you for, to the library for the first time? Oh, my parents. Oh, yeah, yeah, my parents brought me in. Sarah? Sarah? Um, I would guess my, uh, the books are the first memory of the library, I guess. And um, my parents, my mom, brought me to the library. Yeah, my mom, too. My mom um, was way ahead of this, like, true crime phenomena. She would, like, put those My Favorite Murder Girls to shame. Like, she's obsessed. And my first memories are her dragging me to the library so she could look at microfiche of old newspaper articles about different, like, murders and murderers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wait, and, and, Nicole, you have your back to her? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a murderer. 
<laughs> I know this. <laughs> nice. So, when did you all decide to work in a library? And if it wasn't your first career path, which it isn't for about ninety nine point nine percent of us, mm-hmm. uh, what was your first career? Mm-hmm. Uh, my first career, I was a sign language interpreter. I still do that part time. And I was living up in Syracuse, New York, and then I moved back home. And uh, literally, the traffic because when you're a sign language interpreter, a lot of it's freelance, so you're driving around. And I could not take being stuck in, stuck in traffic all the time; it was like giving me anxiety. <laughs> so I went, I joined a book club to like meet people. Since I moved back home, I didn't. A lot of my friends moved away, and. Um, the librarian was super nice. She was like my age. And I was like, is this what you do? Just like plan book clubs and eat snacks? And she's like, well, no. <laughs> and I was like, but this is like super cool. I actually want to do this. <laughs> and she's like, oh, just go to Queens. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm sold. That's it. I just wanted to plan little parties. I don't do that <laughs> now, but it was a driving force behind it. Okay, Nicole. Well, I was a proofreader before this. And then um, I got a better paying job at... Uh, NYIT as a library assistant, and I was hoping there was one woman who was supposed to retire, and um, as with most librarians, she's still working. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> but I went to school to hopefully just sort of she would leave and I would go in, and that uh, did, that was a you know an academic librarian position, and so I just fell into public. Well, I've done a lot of things. This is <laughs> most certainly uh, not my first career. I uh, started in. Um, retail management for a little bit. I did technical support for a software company for a while. I cleaned airplanes at the airport. (laughs) I did that for a while. Uh, Right before I became a librarian, I was in international wholesale sales for a uh, molding company, a picture frame molding company. Exciting. And uh, concurrently, I was doing library programming for Middle Country. Mm -hmm. I was uh, doing um, acting classes and improv classes. I was doing uh, Coffee House, which was like for the (laughs) teens. I was doing that. Uh, And uh, my mom worked at the library at the time, and she left and kind of opened up the door for me going in there and I already had a relationship with the assistant director and and the current assistant director so I just kind of fell into it decided that's you know it's I mean it's one of the greatest jobs I think anyone could have um to be able to help people and see that aha moment when you get them information so mm-hmm. it's just yeah so who is your favorite fictional librarian I'll go. So uh, my favorite fictional librarian is Mr. Ambrose from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> so for anyone who's watched Bob's Burgers, he comes on. He's not a regular, but he's a regular enough. And he is very snarky, and he always misleads the children down dark paths. So it's nice. <laughs> like those dark paths. So. <laughs> I don't really know. I like the the librarian from The Mummy. She's like, I'm a librarian. (laughs) 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 I don't really know any other fictional librarians. Sorry. (laughs) For me, it's Jocasta New. Ah, Ah. see, everybody's looking at me. Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what would you be doing now if you're not working, if you weren't working in a library? Just trying to survive, man. (laughs) (laughs) No idea. I think I'd be an airline pilot or a a rock star. Oh, okay. I'd be Jimmy Buffett. That's what I would love to be, Jimmy Buffett. A pilot and a musician and a rock star and yeah. And hmm. own own a restaurant and make wow. tequila. And be a billionaire. And okay. be a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, billionaire's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Would you be a cashier, Sarah? 
<laughs> I, w- I would in a Apparently, she likes to touch money. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I would be a cashier. Yeah. Yeah, I've worked at... Uh, I worked at Walbaums. I worked at Walbaums. Yeah. I worked at King Collin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think where else. How I many work? other Long Island uh, supermarkets yeah. can we name? Right? Yeah. No, yeah. I worked at a few. No, I have no clue. I, I would be a cashier. I have no shame in that. No, I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying... <laughs> Nicole, there's no shame <laughs> in wanting to back stuff. I know. Yeah. But I would want to be a YouTuber. They make so much money. If people watch you. Oh, who wouldn't watch me, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'd be broke in my, parents, in my parents' basement, but I'd be all right. You have the best green screen in town. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. So what is your favorite section of the library? Nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I like nonfiction. Can you narrow that down? Uh, what's Let's see. Uh, six... 614, what is that, the cookbooks, right? 614 or is it 641? I think it's 641. 641. 641. There you go. Pictures of food, recipes. <laughs> yeah. My favorite section. I, know. Um, I was going to say true crime, but, uh, but you know, now that <laughs> I uh, very much like, I would bring my little child and yeah, you, corrupt you them. You and my mom should get together. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'd have Lisk down, baby. Like, um, like graphic novels, mm. probably mine, or video games, or movies, uh, everything. Um, I, the library thing section now coming oh. up and coming. I do like, I, that's my collection and it's also my favorite. <laughs> okay. So if you had infinite space and budget, what would you oh, add to your I library? I think we would be the first ever in it's a, a living library of things. I think we should have a petting zoo. Yes. That'd be great. I agree. Come on. How wonderful yeah. would that be? I'm not cleaning up after that. I was just going to no, say. No, no. See, that's when you incorporate yeah. teens and community, community service. service. Oh, so let the teens cl- yes. clean up after the animals. Like community service. <laughs> get chickens and get fresh eggs. and you know, just Think of the yeah. programming ideas. Yeah. I see it. Can you uh, take them home? Can you circulate them? Where do you put the barcode? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my idea. That's a good one. I don't know. I don't well. Uh, petting zoo. I, I mean, we already have guinea pigs over on the children's yeah, side. And you guys have a lot of animals. Yeah, inside. guinea pigs. We have two guinea pigs. We have two lizards, and then we have like the fish. You know, yeah. of course. So I'm always down for more animals. Um, I would like a big, giant, like video recording studio. <laughs> That's like I like video stuff, so that would be super cool. I would do like a performing arts center. Yeah. Like a theater. A theater? A theater, yes. You know, I mean, we have a stage in, in our Selden building, right. but like really like amped up. Like acoustically. Yeah, sound. really amped up, yeah. So what do you absolutely love about your library? Um, I love what they let us do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I feel like I get to do a lot of stuff, and I tell people, and they're like, you do that at work? Like, mm. that's crazy. Like, I feel like we do get to do a lot of cool stuff. And yeah. It's not selfish, but I mean, like the, the, you know, the interest is like usually a personal interest that I feel like I make a good case on why it would also be good for teens and children. Like it's not just me satisfying my own personal interests all the time, but you know, it is fun to get to look deeper into things that you wouldn't normally get to and then like teach it and like show it off to the community and stuff. So I think that's a big part of what I love about the library. Yes, let's mean that you can't hear it, but I'm nodding my head. Yeah, you're a professional podcaster yeah. right here. Yeah. <laughs> I need like coconuts, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never imagined that being a librarian would be what I actually get to do and who I get to meet. I work in the Miller Business Center, so I get to meet a lot of mm-hmm. business owners. I get to meet a lot of um, politicians. Yeah. I get to meet a lot of people who make these huge, gigantic decisions for Long Island and to 
kind of be able to be a part of that and reach out to those people and have them reach out to us is I never imagined it. Okay, so here's a question that's one of my favorites. What is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to your library? Not the worst, because we're not about the worst. We're about something really just kind of weird that happened. Do you think mine is going to be yours? What? The cat? That's what I have. I have the cat pooping. The cat, yeah. (laughs) So then combine the story. Tell it together. So no, uh, Sal's story. I just laughed. Yeah, no, we found something on the floor, and it looked like animal... uh, had poop. a little you say issue, poop. yeah, and uh, and then just out like out of nowhere, this cat was like walking through the library. <laughs> Must have came in through one of the front door, and we chased it around a little bit, um, and it ended up uh, it ended up in uh, fiction, <laughs> and one of our very um, brave librarians uh, went in there and kind of calmed it down and. And we put it in one of the offices, and we fed it and whatnot, and then we found out it was just like a local cat who lives behind the library. It was just, so it wasn't like even a stray; it was just like some wise cat who came out of the house. But yeah, that was the, that was it's it's when you see something that you're not so like out of the corner of your yeah, eye, you just yeah. see like a cat like doo, 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 trotting across the, the room. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> so sorry, you're sticking with that story too. Well, I, well, you know what what it is is um, a little behind the scenes peek. When something interesting happens in the library, there's an alert. Like someone will write it up, and then it'll alert and go. So I got to read about it, and it just yeah. you know really sort of made my night. I was like, sitting at home on my couch, going, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I tend to yes, I tend to write those a little more entertaining. Ones, so, so yeah, yeah so. Uh, I will stick with that one because that's, that's a good one. That was fun. Yeah. So Nicole back there in the corner, did you have a knife in her hand? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, watch out. No, we uh, there's been birds. I've seen birds yes. have to be caught before. Um, it's not weird, but I won't like name names or anything. But there's uh, there was an actor on a show that I really liked who oh, happened yes. Yes. to be at the library. Name names. Study- no, I honestly don't know his name. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you his character on the show, but I, I truly don't remember his role. <laughs> but um, but he was like studying and doing his thing, and I did not bother him. But I was. Uh, Keenly interested in an area of the library that I've never even stepped foot in before, <laughs> so I was—I never go into Miller, library and, and they were in Miller, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, what does Miller have to offer?" So I was just like <laughs> trolling around Miller for like way too long. <laughs> so that was kind of fun for me <laughs> personally, but yeah. So, who is your favorite regular patron? I work with teens, and so Sarah and we mm-hmm. both work with teens, and I would say I have so far loved seeing the teens like grow. I've been there for about four years now, and watching the teens that have come when I first started and like where they are now, and four years is a huge time period when yeah. you're a teenager, so having watched them like grow up and like things that they're interested in, even if they've been a part of a club for like a long time, and you kind of like see them improving or, you know, see them coming out of their shell a little bit. That has been, like, the most fun. Like, I really like working with the teens and, like, seeing their success. I like anyone who just kind of, like, addresses me by my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. It's, it's, it, it no. really is. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. yeah it's a, you know, you have someone who says, hey, Sal, how's it going? Mm-hmm. Nice to see you. I, that, that means a lot yeah. to me. Yeah. It's, you know, I know it's a little thing, but it's, it's. You know so that like, means you made a connection with somebody. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. I like the patrons that come in and they have everything wrong. <laughs> you don't know the title. <laughs> you don't know anything. But yet you help them. And it's so satisfying. Yeah. Yes. You're like, I can name that DVD that you don't know who's in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we have it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, our final question, what are people without library cards missing out on? <laughs> everything. The world. Really? I mean, really, everything. Free stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Free stuff. I mean, where else can you go nowadays and get take out a um, telescope <laughs> and the movie contact <laughs> 
and Carl Sagan's book, uh, All in One Trip. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you could do all that all in one trip. And, and I mean, for us, we're very program heavy, yeah. program heavy mm. uh, library. Man, there are some amazing things that you can learn at the library. And it's really a shame if you don't take advantage of it. I mean, yeah, I agree that I think people that don't go to the library sort of have an antiquated idea mm-hmm. of what the library is. It's just books, but they don't realize that the library has kept up with the times. And that what we offer is just a lot. Like when people realize when you have ebooks, you have, you know, e movies and stuff like that, you offer all that stuff online. And then you have all these things that you can take out, all these things for kids that you can right, take right, out that yeah. like you probably can't or don't want to buy because the kid will outgrow it, but mm-hmm. you can get it at the library. That's just people don't realize that when they do, it's nice. Yeah, no, I agree. I am, like, not a book librarian. <laughs> like, when you guys are rattling off the Dewey Decimals, I'm like, yeah, no, no, I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, that's not, like, my area of expertise. Yeah. Like, I can do reader's advisory. I can find the book that you don't know because I Google. I do think, like, the programs, definitely, we have, like, a circulating toy collection. So, for parents, yeah. like you just said, like, the kid's going to outgrow the toy or they're going to get sick of it. So, we'll just take it out of the library. Our library of things mm-hmm. stuff, like, the technology stuff. Amazing. We have yeah. launch pads that you could, you know, you take on vacation and they have, like, all the little games and apps that so maybe you're not trying to give your kid an iPad, you know, this is, like, suitable for them, and it's, like, totally free. I mean, unless they jump on it, you have to pay to replace it. <laughs> free or, you know, included in the library, and I think um, that's what they're missing out on. Well, you guys have been great sports answering our <laughs> list of questions. Thank you. So let's do the plugs. Plug the podcast, the library. Go for it, Sal. Yes. You're the plug guy. Go yes. for it. Middle Country Public Library podcast, mcplpodcast.com. And, uh, yeah, we're a weekly podcast, so uh, if you want, please let our numbers go up so we get some more <laughs> <laughs> some more subscribers. So, Sal DiVincenzo, Sarah Fade, and Nicole Rambo, thank you so much for being on today. Oh, thank, thanks thank for having, having us. us. That was thank great. You. Thank you, guys. We have come to the end of another episode of The Library Pros, and we thank you for listening. If you have any questions or comments on this or any episode, click on the Contact Us form on our website, thelibrarypros.com. Visit us on Twitter at The Library Pros and on Facebook at facebook.com slash thelibrarypros. Don't forget to tell a friend or colleague and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Special thanks to our podcasting engineer, Dean Meyer. Remember, the opinions stated by the library pros and their guests are solely those of Chris and Bob and are not those of the Sachem Public Library, the MS Clark Memorial Library, or any other library. See you next time. You've been listening to the Library Pros Podcast. The Library Pros are brought to you by Pippet Productions and by the Library Pros themselves, Krista Christofaro and Bob Johnson. Special thanks to Sachem Public Library for providing space for this podcast. Until the next turn of the page, I'm your announcer, Carlton Welch.